Hello and welcome to the Collapse Experiment. Yes, I am back again. This is my third video for today. And uh, this round I will be concentrating on one article that I found called The Plan to Rock America. Uh, about 2,000 words long. I don't know if I'm going to be reading the entire thing. I don't read these before I do my videos. And... Um, if you have any questions during this, uh, you can put it in the chat uh, and I will try to answer as long as it's pertaining to what I'm actually talking about. If you're asking me about other things, this isn't that kind of show. So anyways, this article is by Mike Whitney, uh, published uh, February 23rd. You can find a link to it at thecollapseexperiment.com. And like any of my other videos, if you enjoy this, you can share it, like, subscribe, and um, continue to get all the interesting information that you can't find elsewhere. So let's get started with the article. In America, we have an oligarch system, and it's much bigger than the oligarch problem that Putin faced when he became president in 2000. Well, we kind of know how that went down, and perhaps Putin took the appropriate measures under the circumstances? I don't know. Uh, you can look into that yourself and see what he did. He's still in power, though. Uh, the entire West is now in the grips of billionaire elites who is at the stranglehold of the media, the political establishment, and all of our important institutions. In recent years, we have seen these oligarchs expand their influence from markets, finance, and trade to politics, social issues, and even public health. Yeah, Bill Gates, not a doctor. Why are we listening to him? The impact this group has had on these other areas of interest has been nothing short of breathtaking. The establishment elites and their media not only f stood foursquare behind Russiagate, the Trump impeachment, and the BLM riots and the January 6th fiasco, they also had a hand in the COVID hysteria and the host of repressive measures that were imposed in the name of public health. Remember, YouTube, I am reading an article. These are not my words. <clears throat> what we'd like to know is to what extent this group is actively involved in the shaping of other events that are aimed at transforming the American Republic into a more authoritarian system. Uh, East Palestine much? Uh, the more I look into that, the less of an accident it seems to be. In other words, are the mandated injections, the forced lockdowns, the aggressive government-implemented censorship, the dubious presidential elections, dubious, <clears throat> the burning of food processing plants, the derailing of trains, ah, he caught on to it too, the attacks on the power grid, the BLM Antifa riots, the drag queen shows for school children, the manical focus on gender issues, the glitz public show trials, merely random incidents occurring spontaneously during a period of great social change, or are they, in fact, evidence of a stealthily orchestrated operation conducted by agents of the state acting on behalf of their elite benefactors? Let's see what this guy has to say about that. We already know that the FBI, the DOJ, and the intel agencies are directly involved in Russiagate. Yep, true that. 
which was a covert attack on the sitting president of the United States. So the question is not whether these agencies are actively involved in other acts of treachery, which they are, but rather to what extent these acts impact the lives of ordinary Americans, our politics and country. Well, how about you ask the Gretchen Whitmer kidnappers, a bunch of normal dudes who were influenced by the FBI to do shit that they otherwise wouldn't do because they're too busy hanging out around campfires, shooting guns, and drinking beer. Normal dudes. Yeah. Uh, but before we answer that question, take a look at this quote from a recent interview by Colonel Douglas McGregor. Oh, that's... Okay. Let's see here. There is a YouTube... I don't know if I'm going to read this whole thing. There's a YouTube video that's 11 minutes... 11 minutes, 20 seconds. There's a link to that. Uh, I was reading a document that was authored by George Soros over 10 years ago in which he talked specifically about this all-out war that would ultimately come against Russia because he said this was the last nationalist state that rests on the foundation of Orthodox Christian culture with Russian identity at its core. That has to be removed. So I think the people who are in charge in the West and the people in charge of in Washington think they have successfully destroyed the identities of the European and American peoples. Wow. So you think the whole immigration thing is just about, we need to help people? No, they don't give a shit about them. Uh, that, we have no sense of ourselves. Our borders are undefined. True. We, rep we present no resistance to the income incoming migrants from the developing world, no, they're not migrants, who essentially roll over us as though we owe them a living and that our laws do not count. Bullshit. I'm just calling it how I see it. Thus far, I would say that it is an accurate evaluation of what we've been doing, and I think that it's a great victory for George Soros and the globalists, the anti-nationalists, and those who want open borders, what they call it, an open society. Yeah. Okay. Because you end up with nothing. An amorphous mass of people struggling to survive who are reduced to the lowest levels of subsistence. Soros even goes as far to talk about how useful it would be if it was East Europeans whose lives were pending on this process, expended in this process, and not West Europeans who simply don't take the casualties. This is not a minor matter. The kind of thinking that is so destructive and so evil in my judgment and that's what we're really dealing with in our countries, in our own countries, and I think Putin recognizes that. So yeah, that was a quote from Colonel Douglas McGregor, uh, talking about where he sees things going and why it's going that way. I can't argue against that. The reason I transcribed this comment from McGregor is because it sums up the perceptions of a great many people who see things the same way. It expresses the hatred that globalist billionaires have towards Christians and patriots, both of which they see as obstacles to their goal of a borderless one-world government. Yeah, bye-bye, Georgia Guidestones. Ha-ha, you suck. Just, yeah. McGregor discusses this phenom uh, in relation to 
Russia, which Soros sees as the last nationalist state that rests on the foundation of Orthodox Christian culture with Russian identity at its core. But the same rule could be applied to the January 6th protesters, could it not? Isn't that the reason the protesters were rounded up and thrown into the Washington Gulag? After all, everyone knows there was no insurrection, nor were there any white supremacists. The protesters were locked up because they're nationalist patriots, which are the national, natural enemy of the globalists. McGregor, quote, lays out in black and white. Elites don't believe the nationalists can be persuaded by propaganda. True that. Uh, they must be eradicated through incarceration or worse. Isn't that the underlying message of January 6th? That's what they're trying to turn it into. So you have a good portion of the population, roughly half, who don't agree with how a certain event uh, that they partook in, the, the results did not seem to um, match with what had happened in their eyes. And uh, they questioned it. They have a right to petition their government. The government decided they weren't going to hear it. The courts decided they weren't going to hear it. So, yeah, you're not allowed to question stuff. I have a huge bleeping issue with that. If I can't question it, you're doing something wrong. That's, that's all there is to it. If you're not going to allow me to say like, yeah, but what about? And they're like, shut your mouth. That's when I say F you, and I don't recognize your authority anymore. If you can't answer my question or if you refuse to, you're doing something wrong. The other underlying message of January 6th is the ordinary people are no longer allowed to challenge the authority of the people in power. That's just what I was saying. Yeah, again, political legitimacy in the U.S. has always been determined by a elections. <clears throat> what January 6th indicates is that the legitimacy no longer matters. I kind of want to shake this dude's hand, whoever he is. What matters is power. The person who can have you arrested for questioning his authority has all the power he needs. This is where I just say, don't get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> Easier said than done, but um, yeah, uh, the cops should not be enforcing bullshit like that. Uh, I don't care if they're taking orders or not. They're creating political prisoners, and they need to be held accountable, too. Well, I just do my job. It's, it's like how I get my paycheck. Yeah, how about you eat a dick? Uh, check out this uh, excerpt from the Post on Substack by political analyst uh, Kurt Nemo. So again, another, another quote from somebody else. Klaus Schwab, a student of war criminal Henry Kissinger, is a mentor to power-hungry and narcissist psychopaths. The World Economic Forum, for, World Economic Forum Great Reset is designed to turn the world into an impoverished social concentration camp where destitute serfs own nothing, and this, in true Orwellian fashion, will set them free. Yeah, you can uh, read about that in my book, The Great Reset of Lies, or you could just read The Great Reset, where they explain everything, and they try to sell it to you like it's going to be the best thing ever. It's kind of like a, a spa, except um, you don't have anything. There's no relaxing, no enjoying it. 
I challenge people to investigate the World Economic Forum's Global Redesign Initiative. According to the Transnational Institute in the Netherlands, this initiative proposes, quote, a transition away from intergovernmental decision-making towards a system of multi-stakeholder governance. In other words, by stealth, they are marginalizing a recognized model where we vote in governments, sort of, who then negotiate treaties which are then ratified by our elected representatives, not really, and a model where a self-selected group of stakeholders make decisions on our behalf. No, they do it on their own behalf. Where the hell have you been? In other words, large transnational corporate stakeholders will be deciding where you live, what you eat, insects and weeds, how you reproduce or not reproduce, children produce carbon emissions, and what you can rent from them or not be allowed to rent if you complain about an unelected globalist economic cartel driving humanity into serfdom, worldwide poverty, and depopulation. Uh, this is from World Economic Forum, calls for destruction of America's middle class. There's a link to that in this article if you want to finish reading that on your own. What Nemo is saying is that these billionaire elites are now so powerful that they can openly say that they're going to transition away from intergovernmental decision-making, uh, representative government, to a system of multi-stakeholder governance. But I'm not mistaken, uh, that is a pretty unambitious, unambiguous declaration of a new form of supranational government in which only the billionaire stakeholders have a vote in what pol policies are implemented. But isn't that the way things work already? On any number of topics, from ESG to digital currencies to vaccine passports to AI to gain-of-function research to 15-minute cities to trans transhumanism to war with Russia, the decisions are all made by a handful of people of whom we know every every little and uh, I think it's supposed to be very little and who were never voted into office. And that is all true, including our current government. Yeah. Um, we don't know anything about these people other than, um, <clears throat> well, we know everything about these people. You just need to read a conspiracy book. I <laughs> mean, come on. Uh, if it says conspiracy or if it's in that section of the bookstore, they might as well just ship it over to current events or history. Cause it's all coming true. <laughs> uh, and that brings us back to our original question. How many of these oddball events in recent years are conjured up and implemented by agents of the deep state to advance the elitist agenda? East Palestine. I'm just going to throw that in there because uh, it's not looking like an accident. This seems like an impossible question since uh, it's hard to, hard to find a link between these dramatically diver dramatically divers events diverse diverse events for example what is the link between drag queen children's hour and let's say firebombing a food processing plant in oklahoma or or the relentless political exploitation of gender issues in the january 6 public show trials which are all bullshit by the way just gonna say that check out radix verum on youtube she's been covering the crap out of this uh, to the point where they moved two of the guilty 
um, defendants to a maximum security prison when they didn't commit a violent act. Interesting. They moved him to the same prison that Theodore Kaczynski was in. Why? 23 hours of solitary confinement with one hour out of the cell. Uh, no access to their lawyers. Yeah, it's, it's insane. What are they covering up? Indeed, they have many times. Here, an excerpt from an article that will help you see where I'm going with this. It's, it's from a piece at the Shaker titled Operation Gladio, NATO's Secret War for International Fas Fascism. See if you notice any similarities with the way things have been unfolding in America for the last few years. So this is quite a lengthy piece. I'm going to finish up with this since we're going on um, almost 20 minutes now. Uh, the Black Ops Grandmaster behind Operation Gladio wrote the basic training and propaganda manuals can be fairly described as the Gladio Order of Battle. Um, Sarek was a war hero, agent, provocateur, assassin, bomber, intelligence agents, Masonic Catholic, and the intellectual grandmaster behind the strategy of tension, essential to the success of Operation Gladio. Uh, blah, blah, blah. A lot of this just seems like I can skip. Our belief is that the first phase of political activity ought to be a to create a con the conditions favoring the installation of chaos in all the regime structures. In our view, the first move should make we should make is to destroy the structure of the democratic state under the cover of communist and pro-Soviet activities. BLM much? Moreover, we have people who have infiltrated these groups. Two forms of terrorism can provide such a situation breakdown of the state. Blind terrorism, committing massacres indiscriminately which cause a large number of victims and selective terrorism, elimination chosen, eliminate chosen persons. So I'm just going to go back over these three right here. Breakdown of the state. Blind terrorism, committing massacres indiscriminately, which cause great number of victims. Um, yeah, the jab much. Have you looked at the recent reports? Selective terrorism, elimination of chosen persons. <clears throat> journalists, Twitter accounts, Facebook accounts, all the people who are questioning the official narrative. Okay, this destruction of the state must be carried out under the cover of communist activities. After that, we must intervene at the heart of the military, the judicial power, and the church in order to influence popular opinion. Have you noticed the churches have been kind of going into the whole woke bullshit? Like, I... No, this is why I don't give 10%. I'm 10% richer because I don't go to church. Uh, in order for the influence popular, in order to influence popular opinion, suggest a solution and clearly demonstrate the weakness of the present legal apparatus. Popular opinion must be polarized in such a way that we are being presented as the only instrument capable of saving the nation. Hmm, really? Anarchic, and, uh, anarchic random violence was to be the solution to bring about such a state of instability, thus allowing for a complete new system, the global authoritarian order, 
that would be Antifa, in my opinion. Uh, and then there, he repeats something. This is what's going on. Oh, finally, he gets to the point. All right, we've all been waiting for this. 20 minutes. It's very possible it could all be part of a grand strategy aimed at wiping the state clean in order to transition away from the intergovernmental decision-making to a system of multi-stakeholder governance. That could explain why there has been such a vicious and sustained attack in our history, culture, traditions, religious beliefs, monuments, heroes, and, found and founders. They want to replace our idealism with feelings of shame, humiliation, and guilt. Well, fuck you. Uh, they want to erase our past, our collective values, our heritage, our commitment to personal freedom, and the very idea of America itself. You mess with my freedom, you're gonna lose yours. Just saying. They want to raise everything to the ground and start over. That is their basic game plan writ large. The destruction of the state is being carried out behind the cover of seemingly random events that are spreading chaos, exacerbating political divisions, increasing the incidence of public mayhem, clearing the way for a violent restructuring of the government. They can't build a new world order without the old one being destroyed. So that is the article. If you want to read it on your own or if you want to check out the other ones that are linked in here in their full uh, context... Uh, you can check that out. You can find this at thecollapseexperiment.com. If you have any thoughts on this, comments, be sure to uh, post them below. I do check the comments on this channel. And if you like this content, like, subscribe, share this video. And until next time, keep on typing.